Hello friends, welcome to episode number 14 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host, with your friend Ishu Singh. If you're a repeat listener, welcome to the podcast. If you're a new listener, if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, Starting to Know Business Podcast is all about exploring the unexplored depths of the business world because we believe that there is always something new to learn. If you're listening to this podcast for the second time, third time, please leave me a review, five-star review. Your review will really mean a lot to me and it's going to help me to keep on pushing more content so that you can keep on learning from this podcast. If you want to learn more about me and the things that I'm doing, the projects that I'm running right now, you can go to my website, issue, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H, issuesing.com. You will learn a lot from there and you can go to my different channels as well. You can go to YouTube, Medium, the articles that I'm writing. You can learn more about me there. Do less and earn more. You don't want that? I don't think so. Like we all want that. We want to do less and we want to earn more. Who doesn't want that? And in addition, you can do less and give maximum value to your customers or your potential customers within 90 days. Yes, within 90 days. And who's going to teach us that? Krista. Hi, Krista. Welcome to the pod. Hi, Ishu. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Krista, what is the lean out method? Yeah, so the lean out method is a, a system that I developed to really help business owners and entrepreneurs to lean out what they're working on, which means getting really, really clear on those things that are most important right now and that are most value add to yourself to your customers and profitable for the business and then eliminating everything else so that you can avoid overwork, avoid overwhelm and just stay in a really focused, clear state. So Krista, when you talk about leaning out, so that means leaning out the processes that is happening inside one's business or it's about leaning out the activities that any entrepreneur is doing in his daily life, his or her daily life? It's about all of the above. And so I think that process and system are very important because they really do help you scale your business and bring on help. But what you don't want to do is create a lot of systems or process around things that aren't adding value. So leaning out really first starts with the activities that you do. It starts with the offers that you put out in the market and the things that you work with your customers on. Um, And then when you take it to more of the back of the house stuff, it is developing processes and systems and making sure that those are very lean and clear as well. But we do that after we lean everything out so that you're only investing that time um, into the things that are actually going to matter and that you're going to use going forward. Krista, I was familiar with the 5S methodology, but your website says 7S. This is something new for me too. I've (laughs) added two S's. (laughs) (laughs) So this is for the listeners who don't know about 5S. 5S methodology is mostly used in the manufacturing sector, but it's not only applicable in the manufacturing sector. So just want to give you an example of what 5S is or want to give you a definition of what 5S is. First S is sort, then the second one set in order, then shine, standardize, and sustain. These 5S's are not, again, are not specifically for manufacturing industry. This can be implemented to other industries or businesses as well. And that is what, what Krista has done as well. She has added two more S's for us. Krista, can you explain us about two Additional S. 
Yeah, absolutely. So 5S really does work with physical workspaces in a lot of ways, but I find that it applies to so much more. It can apply to your digital workspace. It can apply to just simply how you work. And so what I've added is the first one is make it safe and secure because I think that's so incredibly important, especially as we've moved into more of a digital way of working. Um, even just password security and things of that nature are so important. And so while safety and security were embedded in the other five S's, I felt it was important enough to really call it out as its own S. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is make it sexy. And mm -hmm. so doing things like process, like system, like organizing, there are some people who really do enjoy that, but for a lot of people, it doesn't feel super exciting. I think if you're thinking about your physical workspace and the space around you, you mm -hmm. do want to bring in that character and bring in that brand voice and just make it sexy and something that you want to actually look at and you want a, a place that you want to work in. And I think, again, you can apply that to your digital space as much as you can your physical space. So those are my two modifications to the 5S mm -hmm. model. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now I've added this to my book and now it's 7S. <laughs> <laughs> and Krista, what was the motivation behind starting this business? I was just curious, wanted to ask you this. Yeah, so it's I, I have uh, multiple businesses and one of the businesses that I've had for a little over six years now is a jewelry business. And mm -hmm. so obviously with a jewelry business, there's a lot of manufacturing to it, which is where a lot of the lean came in. Mm -hmm. And when I started this business, I was doing what I see so many other business owners doing. I was kind of working around the clock. I was almost on the verge of burnout. I was really just, you know, going all out yet not getting the return that I expected. I always wish there were more hours in the day. I wish there were more sales coming in. And it felt like no matter how hard I worked, I just wasn't getting the results that would have gotten me to my vision and my goals. And at the same time, you know, for the past, oh gosh, over 20 years now, mm. I've been consulting with these big, huge, multi-billion dollar global businesses, and I've been helping them lean out and implement lean and agile ways of working. And they've seen such tremendous progress, right? They skyrocket way beyond their competitors. They do huge increases in profitability, and they really do a lot to reduce complexities and overhead and work in a really smart way. And mm. it just struck me one day. I'm doing all of this for all of these big companies and getting them these amazing results. Why am I not doing the same thing in my own business? Exactly. Yeah. And so that was really what started the lean out method was taking those practices that I'd done for these very large businesses and making them very accessible and actionable and relevant for a small business. Um, and I've since taken that and used these with every kind of business under the sun. So not just product businesses or manufacturing type businesses, but coaching businesses, consulting businesses, any sort of service type provider, even yoga studios I've used this with, right? So mm -hmm. it kind of uh, runs the gamut of any type of business, but it's more just that it works for that either solopreneur or that small team-based business, as opposed to only being a applicable for the big, huge, multi-thousand employee companies. So Krista, can you give me the whole process layout? Like if someone is having five, six employees or team members and other person is not having any team members, so is there going to be any difference or what is the whole methodology or the process for your lean out method if someone comes to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I start with the exact same process, whether I'm working with a solopreneur or I'm working with a big, huge business, right? Mm -hmm. And the most important thing that you always do is you need to get really clear on where you're going and why it's important. 
So with a small business, we would start with what I call a next level vision. And this isn't a vision statement. This is really that very vivid mental uh, image of that future state that you see across three really important facets. So mm -hmm. it's not only where you see your business in the future, but it's where you see yourself from a lifestyle perspective, what type of business you wanna have in your role in that. And then the third piece that most people tend to miss when they're doing uh, visioning is your customer. Where do you see your customer in the future? And when you can create that really clear vision, and then you then take that and break that down into more near-term goals. So you look at a goal for the next 90 days, for example, mm -hmm. it all of a sudden becomes really clear are the things that you're working on the right things to be working on? And are they the right things to be working on right now? And so that's the beginning of the whole leaning out process is you need that clarity around what are the right things that you need to be working on? And then what are the things that you need to really be focused on in the next 90 days specifically? First of all, this is awesome. And I've read on your website as well, like this is a 90 day program. So I wanted to ask you why only 90 days? Have you noticed any kind of trend for the 90 days or you think that, okay, habits get developed in 90 days or is there any data behind this 90 day strategy? Yeah, you are right on, right? So what I find honestly is, most people that I work with, if they don't come from a strong planning background, mm. they tend to achieve more in a 90 day period of time when they get really focused and clear on how they approach their business than they do in an entire year. And mm. that is just a really exciting period of time because 90 days is long enough that you still think strategically and you're not too tactical. Um, but it's also not so long that you have so much extra space built in that you don't see those results. So 90 days truly is that sweet spot. And if you take a 90 day period of time and mm -hmm. you're getting done in that 90 days, what you might've gotten done previously in a year, imagine what happens by the end of a year when you repeat that and just work that way every single 90 days and you continue to get even better each time that you go through that cycle. Okay, okay. This is interesting. Oh, seriously, I didn't know about this. So this is something new for me as well. So wanted to ask you now, like, okay, how much time did it actually take you to develop this program? I know you have got 20 years of experience, but people don't understand that it seriously takes time and dedication to develop some kind of program that you actually want to sell. So what do you think, like, how much time did it take you to develop this program? Yeah, so it's um when I think about, you know, the question, there's no super clear answer for the simple fact that I have been doing it to your mm -hmm. point for over 20 years. Yeah. And I've even as I've um, been working with these corporate clients and these really big brands for a while on the side, I've been helping small businesses throughout this entire 20 years. But from the time I decided to sit down and really kind of codify this and say, what is the lean out method? What are the steps that I take all of these businesses through that I work on? And what is that exact 90 day process that I follow? I actually followed the lean out method to create the lean out method. <laughs> and I did it in 90 days. And in that 90 days, I did everything from defining the entire process to actually turning it into and printing and having in hand a physical 90 day planner. Um, so I wanted to do that as a test and experiment to say, I've done this for so many other businesses. Can I treat this as a brand new business and in 90 days, create the full method as well as the physical product and have it 
available for purchase on a website that doesn't exist, you know, <laughs> when I started and I did that within the 90 day period. So Carissa, you're providing this online or this is a physical product? Oh, I have a physical 90 day planner um, that people can absolutely purchase. It actually comes with training that goes along with it. So they get some access to the, the full program and a depth of understanding. But I also do a year long mentorship with people who really want to take it to that next le level and accelerate their results. So it's primarily online and done virtually, um, plus retreats in person with people. But there is an option to have a physical printed planner for those who just want to DIY. So a mm -hmm. little bit of both. So if I understood it correctly, so lean out method is the same based on lean methodology and like it's, it's cutting out the extras. So lean is all about cutting out the extras. But nowadays what is happening in the industry or in the businesses right now, they are cutting down the cost and that is not leaning out. That is result of the things that they might have acquired or the things or the people they might have hired like without even having the need of those people now they're cutting it out and you cannot call that as a lean out methodology or lean process what do you think krista like what is what is a leaning out process is this the leaning out process what the businesses are doing nowadays yeah and so I, all of the above there in the sense that leaning out is absolutely about eliminating waste and what I always recommend with businesses is if you think about the startup stage of a business, when you're first going out there and you're in, I call it the emerging stage, and you're really trying to figure out what works. You're trying to figure out which offers are going to be the right offers for which people. And you're trying to figure out kind of what business model really suits you and the lifestyle and the impact that you want to make. That tends to be a place where you are not lean in any way, shape, or form. You're, you're just throwing spaghetti against the wall. You're trying to see what sticks. It tends to be a say yes stage of business and a do more and more and more and try this and try that stage of business. And what unfortunately happens is sometimes people bring those practices and those behaviors with them into the next stage of business, which I, which I call growth. And I think that's where you get yourself in, bus uh, in trouble in business is that's not sustainable. It's not a really balanced or smart way to work. And you sometimes end up in situations like the world is in now where you have to do a lot of unnecessary leaning out because you didn't first build a lean business. And I think it's fine in that emerging stage to go all out and try to figure out what's working. But once you get that product market fit, I think you really do need to figure out what are those few things that are working really well? How can I double down on these and invest you know, all of my time effort into making these better and better and cut everything else out? In the businesses that I worked with pre-COVID and mm -hmm. pre some of the other stuff going on in the world that did that were less impacted. The businesses that didn't, that still just had too much, they were more impacted and had to make a lot of cuts that while technically they were leaning out, I think it was beyond the positive side of leaning out and it was more the desperation side of leaning out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've seen a lot of startup companies when they get external funding, when they get millions of dollars in funding, maybe thousand, hundred thousand, few hundred thousand dollars in investment, what they tend to do is they tend to, or they try to hire as many people as possible to, to build their team, which is good. But at the other end, this is wrong as well, because 
when situation like this comes, like this pandemic or maybe any other situation that is out of the control of the business, when this comes, you have to lay out the people. That means if you're laying out the people, that means you hired extras at the beginning, which is wrong, fundamentally wrong. Because if you see the news, if you if you listen to the news and the things that are happening, you will you will see that okay, or you will listen to this like okay, hundred people got laid off, two hundred people got laid off. It was not the problem of those people. Those people like all of those people didn't didn't like perform less. It was the process problem. It was not the problem of the people. So what do you think about it? Like I think this this way of working or hiring people as many as possible is kind of a wrong pro- way to do business. Yeah, I think one of the things that businesses do tend to also make a mistake on sometimes is not putting the practices in place to actually measure what's working. And I especially see this in the startup stage. And I think that's part of where people end up working so much and having so much on their plate is they aren't really sure what's working. So they feel like they can't cut anything because they don't know what was actually generating the positive result when they get it. And that's where if there's one you know recommendation I can make to anybody who's in that startup emerging stage of business is find a way to measure what's actually working so that while you're still in spaghetti and trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what's working, you can still cut and drop those things that aren't so you don't just keep adding more and more and more to your plate. Um, But certainly as you move into those later stages of business, as you get into growth and scaling, um, that's where you absolutely want those measures and you want to be able to just double down on what's working instead of investing so much time in a very distributed way where you're just not getting the impact and the results it's like it's like keeping an eye on the variable and like try to measure one variable try to change one variable and see what happens and then do different changes and like basically like measuring and then making the changes as per the results or the data that you will get now i want to ask you a little bit off topic question like i wanted to ask you like who wrote the website copy your personal website copy uh, was that you or someone else because my guess is is this written completely by you I wrote every single word myself. Um, (laughs) And although I would absolutely love to have a copywriter, and I think that is certainly a position that in the future I'll bring on, because Mm -hmm. I'm establishing a method and it's so based on my personal experience and working with these companies for 20 years, Mm -hmm. I knew that at this stage, somebody else wouldn't be able to capture that and translate. Yeah, exactly. It was already in my notes. I knew that this is not some outsourced service or this is not something that someone else did it this is your work because when you go to specific niche when you try to create a separate category and you try to outsource someone the hundred person or the maximum amount of chances are that person might not be familiar with what you are trying to do so what's going to happen you have to write the copy instead of spending time Instead of wasting time and money, you have to write that copy because that person might not be familiar with what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, it's very specialized. Yeah, yeah. I really love your website. I wanted to ask you, I repeat, I'm going to repeat the same thing again. Like there are companies who laid off hundreds of people and now they're bringing maybe 50% of those back. Maybe in some cases on a different, totally different position or totally different responsibilities. Now they're restructuring the business. 
what do you think what is happening yeah it might be common in some of the biggest companies like restructuring um the restructuring the business or maybe in smaller companies as well but i want to ask you like what is your inside what is your take on this one well there's a couple different things that i've seen right and obviously there's so many businesses that were really negatively impacted by covid and the other things that are going on and that's just so unfortunate but one of the really positive trends that i've seen is people realized that now that there was no such thing as business as usual, it let them rethink and reimagine their business into what they always wanted it to be or what they felt like the next chapter could be. And there's so many business owners that I've spoken to and that I've worked with that said, in a lot of ways, it's kind of freeing to know that I don't have to go back to what I had before. And it's giving me almost permission in a way to reimagine the business and to do something I've always wanted to do or to cut something I've always wanted to cut. And so I think it is a, an interesting opportunity for a lot of businesses. And I think in the scenario that you had given, in some cases, people just simply had to downsize and they're bringing people back and they're only able to bring back half the people. And so they're going to have to kind of figure it all out together to find a way to make it work with that smaller staff size. But for other people, I think they've looked at it very strategically and very thoughtfully and they're really going to probably have a great deal of success in doing so because of that strategic thinking. And they may be bringing back the 25 people instead of 50 because they've gotten much leaner in their business and much more focused on what they really want to do in the way that they can make the biggest impact for their customers. Thank you, Krista, for such a great insight. You also say that lean out to level up, do less to make more. Can you please shed some light on this one? Yeah, so I think the... The thing that happens in business is we always want to level up. We always want to grow, mm -hmm. but we put a natural cap on ourselves if we just keep saying yes and we just keep doing more. There's only so many hours in the day. It is the one great equalizer, right? We all, every single person in the world has the same number of hours in the day. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just keep adding. And so when you truly do want to level up, you have to lean out. And the thing that really gets you there a lot faster when you want to level up is doubling down on the things that are working in eliminating everything else in that everything else is waste, right? And so that's where the whole lean concept comes in. And I think that as business owners, we just have this like deep desire to fix things that aren't working, mm -hmm. or we tend to not focus our attention on the things that are going really well. And we tend to focus all our attention on the things that aren't. So let's say you have three core offers that you put out to your your customers, there's one that does well. So you just kind of ignore it. You're like, okay, that one's going great. These two aren't doing as well. How can I get them to perform better? And you go and you double down on those to try to get the same results that the other one was. Well, the reality is if you just kept that one core offer that's performing well, you dropped the other two and you double down on that one core offer, that's where you can sometimes double, triple, quadruple your profitability because your customers are speaking to you through what they invest in. They're saying, hey, this offer is the one that I like. This is the one that's giving me what I want. And so you as the business owner shouldn't be ignoring that one and going and trying to fix the ones that aren't. You should be making that one even better and more valuable and more profitable. Um, and 
that's just the advice that I always give people is do less to make more. Find those few things that are really working, double down on those, and that's what it takes to level up your business. It's not doing more. It's focusing on fewer things and doing a lot better and improving them. Mm -hmm. And what is tried by multitasking and achieved by batching? Yeah. yeah. So one of the things for anybody who's familiar with lean and agile is multitasking is a very big no-no, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, don't multitask. You lose so much time through context switching, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is a lot of us, myself included, don't really do the literally work on one thing until complete at a time really well. And so what I have found has worked incredibly well for me. And as I've shared it with customers um, and clients over the past 20 years, they absolutely love and is one of their favorite things about working with me is what I call the focus block. And I recommend that every day, and so this is an actionable thing that you can all do starting the second that you listen to this, mm -hmm. is carve out as large of a block of time as you can each day. One day it might be an hour, another day it might be three hours, another day it might be 30 minutes. But whatever you can do, in during that block of time, turn off all distractions, everything else, and focus during that time on a batch of like activities. So if you only have 30 minutes, you might just do the one activity. But if you've got three hours, how can you bring together a batch of like activities? And the example I always give is content. So is you're planning out your content for the week. I tend to pick a theme for the week and I'll use that theme for the live training that I do free in my Facebook group. Um, I have my newsletter on it. I have my social posts on it. I have a blog on it. So I have one piece of content, one theme that I talk about across a lot of different mediums. And so I take a one of my larger batch blocks, my focus blocks, and that's what I work on. And so I'm writing a blog post, I'm creating videos, I'm doing social media posts, I'm doing different things, but they're all on the exact same topic. So I'm completely focused, all of my distractions are turned off, and in that, let's say, two-hour block of time, I get done what it might have taken me 10 hours to do otherwise if I had separated those out and just did a little bit here and there. And so the focus blocks and what I call multitasking by batching, which is you are staying really focused, but you aren't just doing the same exact thing for two hours. You're taking a group of like activities and working on them for a large group of time. So in other words, kind of repurposing the content, if someone made a podcast, like I'm making a podcast, I can also make some video out of it, maybe some audiogram, maybe some caption, maybe some blog post. So you are pointing in this direction or I just completely misunderstood something? No, absolutely. And so it's really just about working smarter instead of harder, right? So if you're already talking about, like last week, my topic for the week was decision fatigue. How mm -hmm. is a business owner to avoid decision fatigue? So I created a two-minute tip video that I did on decision fatigue. I did a live training on it in my Facebook group. I have a blog post that I put out on decision fatigue. I'd done a podcast interview, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. on that. Um, and I did some polls in my group on it. I also did some other posts on it. And so it was one topic that I worked on during my focus block, but I created a lot of different related content. So depending on where you were interacting with me, if you were on Facebook or Instagram or on my blog, you were getting a slightly different angle to that content, but mm -hmm. I was able to optimize the creation of that content by doing it all together in one block. 
Okay, okay, got it. So, Krista, where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So, leanoutmethod.com is where you can find my website, and I do a free five-day masterclass quite often. So, if you're interested in joining me for that, it's leanoutmethod.com slash masterclass. I have the next one coming up in a couple of weeks, but I do these every few months, and I walk through everything from creating that next level vision down to creating what I call a passion profit value matrix, um, which really helps you get super clear on the right things to be working on for your business and for your customers. This is pretty awesome. Thank you so much, Krista, for coming to the party. It means a lot. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.